MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. All right, guys, welcome in. It is Saturday, Saturday, fun day here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. It is time to head to the window. We are at the window, and uh, we'll get Sean on here in just a minute on what is going to be a loaded, and I mean loaded, and yes, I'm in Miami, so I might have been out last night, also been a bit loaded, but it doesn't matter. We're here for you because a college uh, card here, guys, over 145 games, another stacked card in the NBA. And of course, we've got the latest from the uh, from the Super Bowl right here, right up the road from where I am in Miami. So we've got some line movement, some money coming in uh, overnight. We'll give you all of that. But uh, Sean, I got to tell you, man, it's um, it's a little hectic down here. The last night, uh, today, uh, the weather's starting to be a little uh, a little iffy, but uh, it's it's going to be one hell of a game uh, on tomorrow there for the Super Bowl. But the atmosphere is, to say is electric, would be an understatement on what's going on down here in Miami right now. All right, that's probably well, I'll t- trust me when I tell you it is out of control here in uh, in Miami. Last night the. Parties were raging on just about every part of the city were on fire tonight too. same situation. And again, looking forward to what uh, what we all anticipate. And the only thing that we could all hope for, which is one hell 
of a football game. No matter who wins, no matter who loses, although if you hang out with us, we'll, we'll, you're going to win. Uh, but uh, we just all hope it's, uh, it's of the kind of variety that it's going to be. One of those games where it keeps you on the edge of your seat and maybe we get a little bit more scoring than we did last year. But I can tell you the similarities between the line movements, what we watched last year and what we're seeing this year, very eerily similar uh, from the standpoint. If you guys remember last year in the Super Bowl, the Rams were the talk of the town. It was the Rams offense. The Rams going into the Super Bowl last year had the most prolific offense in the history of the NFL, guys. They were shattered, just about shattered every offensive record for the regular season we had ever seen. Uh, They were unbelievable, and the hype came along with that. And then there was Tom Brady, and there was Bill Belichick. So the Rams, for the better part of the entire week leading up to it, were one-and-a-half, two-point favorites. Uh, leading into uh, Sunday and to the Super Bowl. And then, you know, we got here at the uh, remember we got uh, doing pro football today on Sunday and, and we started to see it Saturday night. All of a sudden, the line started to come back more towards a pick em, And then before we know it, a tip off the game, it completely flopped. And uh, the uh, the Patriots went into that game as a uh, as a favorite, as all that money came in pouring late. And we're starting to see it certainly on the West Coast here now today, guys, this morning. Last night, a boatload of boatload of money coming in and a boatload of money coming in to, uh, to Nevada, um, where a lot of the big sports books are. It's going to be interesting, the regionalism of this matchup. And now that we have 20 states with legalized sports books and opportunities for betters to not have to travel and, uh, and go ahead and keep the money in their own state, we're starting to see California money rolling into uh, Vegas, and this is right around when it happens, and I, I probably don't have to tell you guys where the California money's going. Um, and it's, it's starting to come in, but more importantly, after ballooning up, John, the total, ballooning up to almost 55 at some parts of the week here, all of a sudden now it continues to flow in. There's been a last 24-hour push. It is nothing but unders now, and it's down to 54 in a lot of places. And from what we understand, it's continuing to roll in on the under in this matchup. It got to a point where it was a little overinflated for betters, and now they're starting to hammer the under. So it'll be interesting to see where that number ends up by the time it kicks off tomorrow. Still talking to myself, so we're good to go. Uh, that's not a big deal, but I will let you know, guys, that um, overnight lines uh, and the reports that we're getting out of Vegas is it's been absolutely, it's been crazy, uh, certainly because understanding once that California money, everyone gets paid on Saturday, they start crossing over the border into uh, Nevada on, on uh, uh, rather on Friday night, and then that's where the money really starts to pour in, and it looks like, without a doubt, uh, the money is... It's going to one place and one place only right now. It's going towards San Francisco, and it's going towards the under uh, where we're seeing there. So it, we had 55s in a lot of places around the country as a total, guys, and it didn't last long during the week. A lot of the uh, once it hit 55, too much value on an inflated total, uh, and we started to see some of the bigger betters, some of the sharper betters come in. And bring that back down. It never really got past 55. And we didn't know what that line in the sand was going to be for this game. You know, how high was it going to go? Because the, much like we heard about the Rams 
uh, last year with this is the greatest start. They can score at will. The same things we talked about with the Rams last year is the same narrative we are hearing in uh, in this game with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, that's just the reality of it. And yet, much like we saw last year, you know, that total ended up at 55 and a half. Uh, and the late money came in towards the Patriots, but nobody anticipated, uh, nobody anticipated, of course, a, uh, you know, a 13 to three game. But if you guys recall the same questions we were asking last year, we're asking this year, how high is that total going to go? We had it up to 58 and a half. There was some thought that it would be, it would be 60 for the first time in a uh, Super Bowl game that that number might actually get the 60. And of course, every time it kept creeping up, it would be, it would certainly, the buyback would come in and buy it back down. And it appears the threshold here right now for betters in the market was 55. And at 55 right now, we're starting to see it all of a sudden come in on one way. And it's, uh, it's starting to come in overnight. We are seeing a lot of places down to 54 at most shops. There are still a handful of places, certainly out on the West Coast, that have a 54 and a half. But uh, the majority of books around the country certainly looking like uh, the under right now is what everyone's favorite play is. So it's will it close under 54? Keeping in mind, guys, the objective for all of us, no matter what we bet, whether it's the whether it's tomorrow's game, whether it's any one of the you know 165 games between college and the NBA that we're going to have today, we are always looking to get closing line value, meaning whatever number you bought your ticket at, whatever number you got, the object is always to make sure that you got more value when you got it than where that number closes. So that's the that's the entire game, no matter what. That's how, in the end, long-range plans, guys, profitability. Profitability happens always by nailing the closing line number, getting value where you get it and where it closes. And right now, there's not a whole heck of a lot of value left on the over. So we'll see what happens throughout the day. Sean will join us next uh, after he uh, blows it all up, and uh, we'll start it from scratch. But we got much to get to. Loaded card today. We'll do it next here at the window on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys, it's Saturday. Welcome back in here to The Grid. Believe it or not, we are in February now. That is right. Uh, One month of the 2020 year. It is come. It is gone. We get ready for uh, for February, and it's going to be a crazy next uh, 28 days, 29 to 28 days, somewhere along those lines. Not sure if it's a leap year or not. Uh, This is all about, uh, of course, the Super Bowl tomorrow. But uh, this next 30 days is huge for that March to Madness. Uh, of course, March Madness here, the tournament, uh, the next 30 days in college hoops. Very important to a lot of teams. We start to shape the uh, the bubble picture on some of these teams that are going to need to make a push this month to give themselves an opportunity to get to the dance. And we're talking about a dance this year, guys, that's if we've ever seen a more wide open opportunity for some uh, even mid-majors, the Daytons of the world, uh, the Butlers of the world. Uh, There is no truly great teams anymore in uh, college, at least not this year. There is no more Zion Williamson. There is a lot of there is a lot of middle of the road teams in uh, in parity ensuing, so it's getting a little hard uh, for a lot of them. Certainly in the uh, some of the bigger conferences, ACC, uh, the the Big East, the uh, the SEC, all really teams trying to vie uh, to be those uh, those top seeds come uh, come March. And uh, today is going to go a long way in that day. And of course, we're still working on getting Sean uh, with us, who's at the FanDuel. Sportsbook there, our partners at uh, FanDuel. He'll be getting set up here in just a minute. But I want to bring in Walsh. He's still at the uh, studios in Manhattan. And, you know, listen, man, it is honestly, it's it's been one of the more interesting 
frustrating years in college hoops, certainly mm-hmm. for betters, because we don't have those Zion teams. You know, we don't have these monster teams. I mean, outside of the Zags, who there's nobody going to beat them out. You know, obviously they're yeah. going to be a top. But the Dukes aren't the Duke. Kentucky today, huge game on the road at Auburn. Um, you know, they're even they're a dog on the road here today. So I mean, that just that just goes to show you there's a lot of parity in college hoops. It's going to be anybody's game come March. That's for sure. Hundred percent, Joe. I mean, how the hell are you? How, you know, happy to step up and in right now. It's uh, college hoops is crazy, man. Like, we were just doing betting around the rim. We had mid major Matt on, and like part of the reason that we're bringing Matt on is like you know. You talk to Matt, right? And some of these teams he talks about, you're like, this is, like, silly. Like, why, why are we talking about some of these teams? Like, some of these teams could end up winning the title. Like, there's a world, Joe, that San Diego State has an unbeaten perfect season and is, and is our national champion. Like, that's not a crazy reality. And this is the craziest part about it. Think of it. So now we're into February. Baylor's 18-1. and They've beaten a bunch of good teams at Kansas. Uh, they got Butler, Nova, and still, they're 10-1. to 1. They're the yep. favorite, tied with Gonzaga and Kansas. Still 10-1, to 1, Joe, if you're playing the futures market. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and it's um, this next 30 days, guys, is going to be uh, super important towards that March uh, in, in the tournament. And, of course, listen, it's conference play, so everything is important really from here on out. But even more so because outside of a handful of teams – Man, it's, uh, you know, I would say anticipate, and I certainly am come bracket time. You know, you got a, anything from a five, six, seven, five on, guys. Um, yeah. There could be some money to be made bracket time back in some dogs and some lower seeded <laughs> teams. And I don't ever remember saying that looking at a bracket, but that's the situation we're at where uh, can a 12 beat a five? You bet. And yeah, it could happen in every quadrant. I mean, that's yeah. that's how crazy it is, the market right now and what College Hoops is bringing to the table. Yeah, I want to see if we get some crazy prop bets, right? Like over-unders yep. on like, you know, 12 seed wins, 13 seed wins. Yep. And even part of it too, right, Joe? Like you go into that six. To one range, the two teams that played for the national title, Texas Tech and Virginia, that's where they are. Like, so it's part of this nonsense is not just that, like, we won't have anyone pulling away. Your blue bloods, like, your true and trusted, don't even feel like their usual selves. You mentioned it today, Kentucky, you know, being dogs at Auburn. And yeah, they're starting to turn the corner, but uh, I mean, even that's like part of the mix here. There's, there's so many different teams. Like yep. it's becoming difficult kind of to just pin down. And that was one of the funny things I was talking about it at one point with Gabe. I remember something game live, like every year Gonzaga, it's like, yeah, we know what they're going to do in conference, but when they get to the big dance, it's like, eh, I don't know. Like if this isn't the year for Gonzaga, Joe, yep. then I don't know if it ever comes. Yeah, uh, I mean, Mark Few, I love the guy. He's been he's one of the all-time yeah. greats. Uh, he's kind of stuck up there in the Pacific Northwest. It's worked to his advantage. And I've said it once, I've said it a million times, guys. There is, there's a reason why they're so good. Is it's, it's amazing when you get a kid 18 years old who stays until he's 21 years old. It's amazing, built within the same system, the same program. And it's always been one of the big beefs for a lot of, uh, a lot of people with college, uh, which college basketball is that, these kids don't ever they're not able to mature. It's such a rush to get to the NBA, uh, you know, with the really good teams. They're handpicking, you know, only the one and done programs. And yet uh, it gets very, very. And then, of course, everyone who's left behind wants to go play with those kids at those programs. And the Zags, I mean, it's so good to see Mark Few, who's come up short. But look at how many people Gonzaga is putting into the NBA every year who's not 18. 
You know, we're talking about kids who are juniors and seniors, man, that that have actually lived out the college experience and they're not the same player they were at 18. And they're actually in many aspects more ready to take the next step in the, uh, you know, in the association. And this year, if it doesn't happen, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I really don't tell you, Mark. But again, there'll be a handful of dudes playing in the NBA next year on on programs like the Zags, but nobody pays attention to them. Yeah, and Joe, if I may, just quickly, just because you mentioned the NBA there, I just want to give you a quick update for anybody that's going to sure. be playing on the Mavs tonight. Uh, they were five-point favorites hosting the Hawks. Donch is going to be out, but still, look, it's Atlanta, they're home. Chris Stapps is actually sitting this out because it's a back-to-back for them because of yep. rest. So FanDuel did lock the line, but definitely something to keep tabs on because now the Mavericks, no Doncic, no Chris Stapps, and it's a back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, no, tough situation. It's a couple of games uh, like that here today, guys, where you are looking at um, looking at a back-to-back situation for uh, for some teams. And, of course, Dallas right now uh, going to be hosting uh, Atlanta. I think the over has already hit. Um, I'm not sure um, <laughs> if that is, I, uh, somebody just said that. Yeah, so I'm not sure. I don't even think they've played, and I think it's yeah. already hit. Uh, but, listen, the Hawks, Pretty profitable, guys. They're 10 and 1 against the number in the last 11 uh, meetings right now between these two teams. So wow. they have kind of had Dallas's number, not necessarily winning, but certainly covering. And they look like they're getting four and a half, five points in this matchup in Dallas tonight. But the big question, everyone, mind with Dallas is how long for Don? I mean, how long are they going to be missing Doncic? Mm-hmm. I had him last night getting eight points yep. uh, against Houston because I don't know what it is. And maybe also you can help me here. Why does the market continue to overvalue Harden and Westbrook in Houston? Every time I turn, especially if they're home, the numbers get out of control. And I just, I don't, you do realize this ain't the same. It's just not the same team. It's so weird because they were getting to the point on the Rockets, and I can't believe this, where the conversation, Joe, is starting to, yeah, we'll see what they do in the postseason. Like Harden, Westbrook, noted guys when it gets to the postseason are like, yeah, I'm not trusting them. That's kind of where the conversation's starting to turn. And the and the and the you know the double-edged sword there, the Mavericks, for whatever reason, they just keep covering numbers without yeah. Doncic. Like that's yeah. why I mentioned this tonight, them without uh that's why they were still five point favorites in his absence. They just keep covering. I mean, the first I remember Joe, the first time they didn't have Doncic, they go to Milwaukee, right? Yep. And the Bucs are just every team they play. Boom, boom, boom. It's like a 15-game win streak they were on, and the Mavs went outright. So, like, yes. that's why this game, yeah, like, you'll just bet the over. The unfortunate thing is, Joe, we did miss the nice little storyline here of Trey Young versus Doncic. Obviously, they're kind of the two yes. darlings of that draft, and it would have been fun to see because Trey Young right now, I mean, did you see what he did to Philly the other night? I think it was yes. the first quarter he he accounted for 37 of 39 points. He finishes yep. the game scoring 39 points and 18 assists. He is playing out of his mind right now. Yeah, and uh, you know it was it's interesting you brought that up. They were it, it's a shame what's happened here to Dallas uh because Dwight Powell really started to come into his yeah. own there. He was there when Doncic went out the first time there and was really able to pick up the slack. He's gone for the year with an Achilles now. Um Hardaway Jr's back but so I'm not going to have Porzingis. I'm not going to have Doncic. Um, okay, where are those points coming from tonight, guys? I have no idea. So definitely a game we'll talk more about coming. I think they got Sean. Uh, Sean will uh, join us from the FanDuel coming up next segment. And, of course, Walshie, I appreciate you doing uh, some extra time here with us, man. Good luck with your plays, brother. We'll talk to you again during the week. Appreciate it, Joe. Thanks, man. You got it. More here at the window on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Let's do this on a Saturday.
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in here, guys, at the window on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Thank you very much for uh, hanging out with us, making us a part of your day as a loaded card, both in college and the NBA uh, on tap here tonight, 11 in the NBA, and, of course, uh, just over 140-some-odd college basketball games, uh, about uh, half a dozen or so underway uh, on the uh, college landscape, including uh, Xavier taking it to Seton Hall. Didn't see that coming uh, at Seton Hall there. Uh, currently up by about 10 there with about 12 minutes to go in the second. Uh, Georgia Tech and Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame 
up by five uh, with about nine minutes left to go in that game. Also, Creighton-Villanova. Creighton, uh, road team there against uh, Nova. 18, uh, they're up by eight right now, in fact, with about seven minutes to go. LSU also top 25 action, 16-4. and LSU at home going up against Ole Miss. They're up by uh, a dozen at this particular point. And uh, we welcome in uh, Jared Smith to the batter's box here, who was uh, also nice enough to pull off uh, double duty while we try and find Sean. I think uh, he might be, I don't know if he's at the snack counter uh, or what's going on there over at the FanDuel Sportsbook. But uh, Jared, welcome in, brother. It's a uh, it's an exciting day here, in, uh, not only in in the NBA because we're we're back to a full slate, but certainly college hoops is going to – provide people a very interesting opportunity to be able to profit here, especially a little bit later with some of these games on tap. 100%. Speaking of the snack bar, we got my man Kevin Walsh who's eating his tuna sandwich back here. Yes, so I, I decided to, Look at you guys. I gave him a lunch break. Yep. I gave him yeah. a lunch break. Uh, everything, Everything's feeling really good here in New York City. I will say this. The, the vibe of the NBA, I think, really changed last night. Yeah. I think... The LeBron speech and the emotions of that night has ratcheted up the intensity level in the NBA. We saw a playoff vibe last night. The intensity level in that Blazers game was really playoff-like, and I think we're going to see a lot of the games over the next couple of months that aren't really playoff fields. But what this Kobe story has done, and it's, it's really galvanized the league. Everyone's focusing on the Lakers, but... Kyrie Irving had 54 points last night. We're starting mm-hmm. to see a lot of these players that are Kobe fans and brothers really play a, an elevated level of basketball. And I think it's going to help the NBA. I think it's going to help the product. And at college basketball, you, you're probably not going to see that kind of spillover effect. But in the NBA, I, I'm a believer right now that we're seeing postseason type of basketball being played right now on February 1st. Yeah. And uh, guys, if you have not been paying attention and it was a uh, it was very nice. I mean, the Lakers did. Uh, they've done everything right. I mean, there's really not nothing else they could have done. I thought the uh, the start of that game, the everything that they did, the way they went about it, everyone wearing the jerseys, what they've done outside the Staples Center, uh, LeBron, uh, you know, being able to address the audience. All great. All good stuff. Uh, but, you know, I. I what we witnessed uh, just a couple of nights ago with uh, another team that plays in that building, it's tough, guys. I mean, the the yeah. Clippers got, you know, they got boat raced in their own building against the Sacramento team that was, uh, you know, had played three games in four days. And they uh, it, they were just running in mud. You ju- And I had that feeling, you know, the public hammered the Lakers last night. Oh, another yeah. one of these 13, 13 and a half. The total kept rising and I'm going... Um, guys, I don't know whether or not they're going to be able to cover this by two touchdowns. It's just too, it's too much. I mean, it's just too much. The Clippers proved it the other night, the night before against Sacramento in the Staples Center. And again, last night they were very valiant, but if nobody is paying attention, okay, um, to Damian Lillard and what this man has done over the last, I can hear, um, Jared faintly though. I can't hear Joe. Crazy when I tell you, absolutely crazy what uh, what he's been able to do. What he dropped another forty some odd points again last yeah, night. Yeah, he's on like NBA two K status. But like it's, you know, it's, it's funny because so you say it, it's it's wild. So you get to the point in this season, and you mentioned it, Joe, and I think you hit on it perfectly. Two touchdowns. Yeah. If you had a playoff game that was a two touchdown spread in the NBA, you're not going to swallow that. Nope. You're, you're going to take the dog. And I think we're getting, and again, I think this, what this Kobe situation has done 
obviously it's very sad from a from a personal perspective, but from a gambling perspective, it has galvanized this league to the point where we are now betting these games like postseason games because the intensity level is there. Usually yes. it slowly builds throughout January, February, and then we get to March and April, and then these teams are playoff ready. What the Kobe situation has done is it it's taken it from zero to 60. And these yes. teams are locked in right now. They all want to win for Kobe. Whoever wins the title this year, it is going to be an emotional ceremony of just, uh, you know, like almost like the long haul of the season has been kind of fast-forwarded a little bit. And it's going to be very fascinating to see which team emotionally is able to handle this very roller coaster ride of a season so far. It has very much so, guys, created a – and listen, it's hard enough. It, it's a grind betting the NBA on an everyday basis. And, uh, you know, it, it, I'll tell you, you guys go – every day you start going at it, it is a grind to keep it in the positive and continue to profit. And because there's a lot of opportunities, there's a lot of – Uh, There's a lot of trap spots uh, throughout an 82-game season. So you add now a completely different layer of absolute variance into the handicapping, into these games. And that's exactly what the death of Kobe Bryant has done. The variance in these games is not whatever you were doing to handicap the NBA prior to last Sunday is out the window. It's a completely different mindset. It's a completely different Everything changes, including what should have been a uh, a fairly easy win for the Lakers last night at home. Same thing with the Lake, uh, the Clippers the night before. Yeah. All of a sudden now you've got you know Kyrie is dropping fifty four on albeit you know like a G League team in the uh, in the Bulls, but <laughs> you know you've got these situations where overs are in, and you also have an opportunity when we when we keep an eye on it here, Kev, where the overvaluing of the market and the public. For instance, you're going to have a situation tonight where I am sure people are going to anticipate another 50 points from Kyrie going up against Washington. 100%. Um, and we actually saw the, the Lakers line actually move down off of seven yes. to six. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be curious. And, and you know, we talk about this all the time, Joe. The hardest thing to handicap in sports is the mentality. The numbers are the numbers. We know this team's good in the paint. We know this team's good from the three line, whatever. But the hardest thing to handicap in sports is the mindset. And that is going to be what will kind of be this reshuffling over the next couple weeks as these teams settle into what is a new normal, a new mindset without Kobe Bryant in this world. And, yep. and I know that sounds crazy, but these players all feel like they're brothers to this guy. And yep. especially some of the older veterans that played with him. I mean, we saw some clips last night of Kobe talking about Dame Lillard, like, oh, that's a bad dude. You know, some from back in like 2012, 2013 when he was a rookie just coming into the league. So there's a lot of those guys in the NBA that played with Kobe, played against Kobe, understand the mindset that he brought to the yep. table, and now they're trying to honor him by bringing that same mindset. A guy like Kyrie Irving, who I wouldn't describe Kyrie as mentally tough, Showed right. a lot of mental toughness last night against Detroit, and I think he might go on a big run. So it'll yes. be very curious to see which players handle this well, which yep. handle which players don't handle it well. I, I actually think the Lakers might struggle over the next couple weeks while they're trying to find their footing uh, in this new normal that we're living in. We saw it again last night. The L.A. teams might kind of have a bit of a Kobe hangover over the next couple weeks. 
Yeah, no, yeah, and you're right. It's it, you know, I confused the G League teams there, Chicago and Detroit, six and one half. Um, they're they're both uh, absolutely awful. But I do think they represent another opportunity from the betting perspective of. Listen, there's, they're limited. I mean, you look at Chicago's roster, for instance, they take on Toronto last night. Uh, Toronto now wraps up, what, 10 wins in a row yeah, by taking care of them? Yeah, the Raps are hot right now. Look at that injury report. It's like a five-year synopsis. It's like, oh, what is this, over the last five years, the guys <laughs> that have been – the entire roster is on the – I mean, Chicago's been decimated. Yeah. Detroit, same situation. If Drummond doesn't get it, Reggie – what is Reggie – Jackson's all of a sudden supposed to be now the uh, the, the savior of the organization? It's just it, – some of these teams now are going to be walking, I think, into the lion's den, taking on some of these – some of the better teams and situations like we've seen where a lot of frustrations, like Brooklyn uh, last night, what they were able to do. There is going to be some, I don't think there's going to be any uh, taking it easy or load management necessarily that's um, that's going to take place now that that Mamba mentality seems to be running wild in the NBA. Joe, do you think the Lakers physically will feel the effects of this? I think mentally right now is where they're struggling the most. But a lot of times, and I had never been through that kind of grief where I lost like a sibling or, or, a, or a, you know, a parent. I, I've lost grandparents before. Sure. But... When you lose someone like that, that's that close to you, mentally, I think the initial shock of it is the mentality of it. But then once it wears on, and, and these guys are pro athletes, so their bodies are their temples. I mean, it's their careers. Yes. Yep. Do you think physically down the road, this will wear on them? Be, be, yeah. Because of all the things that are happening mentality-wise, and the brain has a big impact on your physiological yep. state. You know, LeBron got a tattoo the other night. These guys are going through a crazy amount of stress. Do you think down the road it actually might take a toll on the Lakers from a physical perspective? It's interesting, too, because the waves of grief and then, you know, I, I, I buried a brother years ago. So I understand okay. that closest and that thing and that pain that happens. But it does go in a cycle. So, you know, the initial grief, like what we've seen over the last week, it's so hard to overcome. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want there's nothing, nothing you want to do except just lay there. And then what happens is that morphs into anger. And that's the next phase we are going to see is wow. the is how pissed off they're going to be and how motivated they're going to be. So I think they're going to be able to play through a lot more than they normally uh, may have if nothing had happened. So it'll be interesting to check it out. Can't appreciate it. I don't know. You might be back. We'll see. If we well, <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe it'll. I have no idea. We'll figure it out next year on the grid. SportsGrid.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never 
going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, here we go. Saturday, it is off and running. Can't believe it. It is February 1st, 2020. We are at the window, and I do believe here on the grid that we finally found him at the window. In fact, at FanDuel, Sean joining us. Sean, what's going on, brother? Happy Saturday. Good to have you finally. Can you hear me? Joe, can you hear me? I can hear you, brother. Holy, that's it. All right. We got it. Fantastic. Hey, good to finally join you, man. Uh, Looking forward to this college basketball card. I know you were talking NBA with Jared and Kevin and uh, about the Lakers and the tragedy with Kobe Bryant and how they bounced back from that. Did not look good last night against Portland. But uh, looking forward to this Michigan State-Wisconsin game, Joe. Spartans laying five and a half points on the road. They've won eight straight in the series, including the last two in Madison. I don't, you know, Wisconsin, their second leading scorer, as you know, Kobe King, decides to transfer in the middle of the season. What is this? Houston, the Houston Cougars, like in football, with uh, De'Ara King transferring in the middle of the season. Well, what's going on there? Uh, Wisconsin's a pretty decent program. Surprised he's transferring. And they also be without one of their other uh, top players in Brad Davidson. So they're hurting a little bit. I like the Spartans. They're on a roll uh, after that loss. A couple of games ago to Indiana, the one that you called very well. Uh, they were on the road at Assembly Hall. I, I like the uh, Spartans tonight, or today rather, a little uh, about 20 minutes from now, Joe, laying five and a half. It's, it's a lot, but I think they'll get the job done. They've blown out the last two opponents uh, in conference. 
you know what the problem is? It, again, Michigan State, like many teams in the uh, in the Big Ten, the issue has been their road uh, toughness. And they certainly, Michigan State, have had their fair share of issues on the road. But like you said, the Badgers right now are going through all sorts of uh, turmoil. Brad Davidson is suspended for taking a cheap shot, I believe, in the last game right. against Iowa. You talked about Kobe King is averaging, was averaging 10 points a game. He's left the team. So um, without those two, this is not even remotely close to the same Wisconsin team that we have uh, gotten to know. But again, it is, you know, it is a road game in a, in a pretty tough place to play. It opened up at four and a half. They obviously are getting a lot more points, but uh, they're getting another point. It's continuing. Uh, the bets are coming in. But uh, the Spartans 13 and five against the number in the last 18 between these two teams. Uh, given the turmoil, I think it's either Michigan State or not or nothing here at this point. Yeah, I see where you're going with that. I know Jared Smith's been very vocal about his dislike for Michigan State. He just doesn't trust them this year, uh, up and down. But after the loss to Indiana, two straight blowouts, and that was including mm-hmm. a road win at Minnesota, uh, which is a decent team, Rick Pitino's club. I mean, it's not a great Richard Pitino, I guess he goes by, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's a good club. They were ranked at some point in, in, during the year. The Spartans are battle-tested. Cassius Winston looking to become the Big Ten Player of the Year. He's in a battle with a number of guys for that award, but look, if they want to win the conference, and, and that's in play with Illinois and even Rutgers. I, I can't believe I'm saying that. Rutgers is in play to win the Big Ten uh, conference title. They're going to have to win tonight, uh, or today rather, uh, at Wisconsin. So uh, I trust Tom Izzo. I trust the senior point guard in Winston and Xavier Tillman on the inside. He's averaging nearly a double-double, so they have some balance there. The, the, the inconsistency with the Spartans, as you know, Joe, is the young kids. Rocket yep. Watts, all right, what are you going to get from him? Aaron Henry, what are you going to get from him? If those guys play up to their capabilities, this is a Final Four team. But, you know, that's easier said than done, as we've seen. You've got two different styles, too, going on. Keep in mind here. You've got one team in Wisconsin that's uh, from a tempo standpoint. It's like watching paint dry, people. Um, yeah, watching them it. in Purdue was like, I, like, oh, my God, wake me up when it's over. you got to be kidding me here. Now, Michigan State, um, they're not exactly the fastest up team, but Michigan State has the versatility to be able to dictate the tempo of this game. Um, you know, Wisconsin's going to want to make it half court, and there's a reason why 80% of their games hit the under because of that tempo issue. But Michigan State, I think, is going to dictate both ends of the court here, including tempo, so the under would not surprise me. I don't know where the points are going to come from Wisconsin today. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, Joe, uh, another game, and it's the American Conference, so I don't know how much uh, you're on this game. UConn-Memphis starting up real soon. UConn on the road, 1-12, in right, in the last two seasons. 0-4 and under Danny Hurley this year. So another road game at Memphis. That's why I like Memphis in this game, even with the, what, it's 4.5 right now. They're favored in this game, 134.5 the total, Joe. I mean, UConn, what's going on with, with that program on, under Danny Hurley? 16-17 and 17 last year in his first year. This year they're struggling. What are they, 11-9? and nine. Uh, I don't think yep. they're a tournament team. If they want to make the tournament, they better win today at Memphis. Uh, what's going on with that program? It used to be an elite program, and now it's just a middling yeah, it's, you know, Connecticut, they did snap a four-game losing streak, which was nice uh, on Wednesday night. Now they're, they've lost to three ranked teams so far, right? Wichita State, Villanova, I think, and Houston. 
There are other losses, overtime defeat against Tulsa on Sunday. The problem with them is, and I don't know if their main, I don't know if Gilbert is going to play in this game. Of course, if he doesn't, they're going to be in real trouble here. He was benched in the second half against Tulsa. Then he missed Wednesday's game for personal reasons. So again, something outside of basketball is happening with Connecticut. And you mentioned it. Dan Hurley is just, he's not telling us one way or the other on him. It would be very difficult for me to back them without understanding what's going on. In the meantime, you've got a Memphis team that has some of the most athletic guards in the country. They love to play defense, go figure. They also love to uh, create turnovers, which is what they do. It's just, to me, way too much talent versus way too many question marks. It's not a big number. Uh, Give me Memphis all day in this one. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on that one. And I guess they're waiting just to rejoin the Big East, UConn is, and start mm. playing next year because uh, I, I, I yep. watch them a lot. I mean, I watch that Tulsa game uh, overtime. Just it, it doesn't seem like they have a rhythm on offense. It's very, very sloppy. No, they but they play I, I defense. They're a senior they, leading team, too. Yeah. yeah. They're a good defensive team. They, I think they're top 50 defensive efficiency in the country. So yep. listen, Hurley's going to dictate, he's going to preach defense. He has, which is what's kept him in games. Uh, but with Gilbert now and and more turmoil and he's not talking about it personal reasons he's the engine that makes that offense and that team go without him there's no way I can back Connecticut all right uh, looking at another game uh on the slate today 2 p.m eastern time it's Iowa State at Texas Shaka Smart I mean they're in need of a win that they uh play Kansas uh, on Monday. So, I mean, I don't know if this is a look ahead. They can't look ahead to past anyone, Joe. They need to win against Iowa State and Steve Prohm's squad um, today. Uh, Shaka Smart there laying three points at home. 137.5 is the uh, total in this one. Uh, how do you, you looking at this game? Is it Texas or pass for you? Uh, what are you, you going to do for this game? It- it's interesting. It's kind of one of these games that's going to be strength versus strength. You got Iowa State, which is not a very good defensive team in any stretch of the imagination, but they are able to score. They're shooters. They're guys that can put the ball in the basket. And meanwhile, you've got um, you know, you've got Texas here. They have actually dominated Iowa State in this matchup lately. They've covered the spread in six of the last seven that they've gone head to head. Uh, Listen, Shaka Smart's coaching for his job. We all know it. Everybody knows it. It's Texas. They don't deal with losing very well, even though I think the expectations are overblown here. Uh, They're also extremely good defensively. They are a team that Shaka has done that. He's preached defense. They're very long. They're very athletic. Um, To me, Iowa State has only won once in its last 11 road games at Texas. I doubt they make it two here today. I think Texas is the easy call. I love that one. Right, let's go to the SEC real quick, Joe, because it's a 1 o'clock start. I want to get this game in before it starts. Uh, Texas A&M at Georgia. Uh, the Bulldogs laying 6.5 points, 134 the total. Do you have a side on this game? or Do you have a feel for, for this game? Yeah, you know what it is? It's so hard for me. I love Georgia. I love this program. Bunch of young guys. I think they... Um, I really do think that they have an opportunity, and I do think they will be a really, really good team Uh, over the next couple of years. But the problem is uh, Buzz Williams, first year over at Texas A&M, it took them a little while to get into a change of tempo, change of philosophy with him. Uh, They got off to that rough spot, but boy, oh boy, I tell you, man, um, they have really turned it on over the last couple of weeks. Uh, A lot of teams, a lot of guys have been fading 
uh, have been fading them down the road. Um, I'm not. I, I think they've covered the spread now in six of the last eight games wow. to Ching. Um, and Georgia's lost four of its last five to Texas A&M. I definitely think they have the manpower. Six, what is it? Six, six and a half, I th- uh, maybe even seven uh, in some places. So to me, grab the points. I do not trust, unfortunately, uh, I do not trust Georgia here. Uh, they've Ed, Anthony Edwards, what mark my words, is going to be playing on the, in the NBA here in the uh, in the very near future. He is great, but unfortunately, it hasn't worked well around him in Georgia. So give me Texas A&M. It's too many points. Yeah, I'm with you, Joe. Uh, Tom Crean will, will get that program turned around yes. there in Georgia. Yes. It's just a matter Absolutely. of time. Uh, they, had yep. a, they had a big win, Joe, early in the year, January 4th against Memphis. Memphis was really highly ranked at that time. And we're like, hey, listen, uh, Georgia's you know, a real yep. player. But, yeah, as you, as, as you mentioned, they've struggled since then. But uh, yep. we know what Tom Crean can do. Marquette went to the Final Four with Dwayne Wade way back in, mm-hmm. what, 03, I think it was. Um, yep. And at Indiana had some – Good teams. I mean, nothing great, but you know, there's a lot of issues at Indiana, as you know, with that program yep. for years. But uh, he did some some good things there, and uh, I think at Georgia, it, it, I expect going forward, uh, he'll move that program they're forward. Very you young, today, but they're, yeah, they're yeah. very young. But Crean is going to get them in the right direction. They've been a different team. I mean, give them credit. They've been a very different team at home. They've only lost two games, and you know, one of those games, of course, was to uh, Kentucky um, on the road. But that's typical with young freshman team like this. Uh, they got to learn to win on the road. They're much better at home, uh, but I just think the uh, the value lies with A&M and uh, Buzz Williams has got these guys rolling, and again, this might be the last opportunity for betters to take advantage of an undervaluing market when it comes to Texas A&M. I mean, they're six out of the last eight, they have covered cha-ching, people. <laughs> there you go. Alright, Joe, yep. uh, I want to Switch gears to halftime right now in game live. Number eight Villanova down at the half to Creighton, thirty-five to uh, twenty-three. So may, maybe an in-game opportunity here, Joe, uh, for for betters out there. You see any value in, in Villanova right now? I'm trying to get the spread. They're plus five and a half, down by yeah. twelve. Number eight team in the land, plus two thirty on the money line, Joe. One thirty-two and a half the total. What do yeah, you think? The, pro- here? The, the problem is, and this was the problem heading into the start with this game, is Creighton. Not the best team in the Big East by any stretch, but you know what? They're up there when it comes to being able to shoot the rock. These guys are lethal, and that's kind of what it seems like happened here. They caught fire again in the first half of this game, and Villanova kind of looks a little bit uh, like, what the hell, uh, what just happened here? What are we doing? Um, they've got some guards in this uh, in this uh, game here, guys, for Creighton that can. They are a very good shooting team, but... Uh, you know, I don't think Villanova, especially uh, at home here, guys, is going to be out of this game totally. What did you say the number is to start with? Plus five and a half Villanova. Yeah. Right now. I, it's, it's basically what it was to start the game with somewhere around there. So for them to be able to come back, they are, I think, they are seven straight. They five and two in the last seven against the number. And... I definitely see a – this game is not over. Creighton's not going to run away with this in the second half. The adjustments will be made. I do like Villanova here in the second half to make this uh, a heck of a lot closer yeah. than it is right now. Joe, I'm with you 100%. And as you mentioned, struggling from the field, 10 of 28 for the yeah. Wildcats, 3 of 14 from three-point land. That'll do Gillespie, it. One of, yeah, yep. just seven points. Gillespie leading the way. Uh, Moore has 10, actually, off the bench. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think it's a, a decent look. Look, I'm not, I'm not ready to throw down yet, but plus five and a half, uh, halftime, Villanova. Number eight in the land at home, down by 12 to Creighton. Uh, yeah. 
One other game, Joe, real quick. I only have a minute, uh, not much time to really get into it, but uh, Notre Dame up three on Georgia Tech. They're uh, six-and-a-half-point favorites now. Uh, that's still in the first half, 145-and-a-half is your um, total. And uh, one Big Ten game, Ohio State 31-22 over Indiana. They're at home. They are in desperate need of a win if they yeah. want to make sure their resume looks sexy enough uh, for the committee come uh, tournament time there, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I'm on Georgia Tech full game, so I got no problem backing him in the second half as well. Awesome. All right, more at the window on the Sports Grid TV network when we return. We'll talk some more college basketball, get you set for the day's action. NBA card as well. That's next here. Keep it locked on the grid. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome. Welcome back to At the Window. Thank you very much, Sean Angle. We are on the Sports Grid TV network, Pluto TV Channel 517, Zumoster, all, all of your OTT platforms. Joe Ranieri with me. I am Sean Guasamaki. Joe, we were talking about some college basketball action. One other note and we, uh, before we uh, end the hour here, Xavier 67-53 looks like they're going to get a victory over number 10 Seton Hall on the road. Big, big uh, win for the Musketeers. Yeah, did not see that coming, actually. Seton Hall has just been, uh, you know, Miles Powell, guys, another guy you are going to be talking about next year in the uh, NBA is just absolutely dominant. They've been really good at home, too. Xavier has struggled, uh, but they've also dealt with some injuries. So uh, they are fully healthy coming back. They realize that uh, this is the month. I mean, listen, it's February 1st, Sean. There are some teams here that Quite honestly, we thought we're going to be a lot better than they are, and they realize the next uh, the next 27, 28 days is going to be paramount for them to make that uh, make that case to be in uh, in the tournament. So expect some renewed performances and some effort here. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at Jerry Palm's bracketology or whatever he calls mm-hmm. it. Uh, he breaks down the the list of teams that he thinks are in and the teams that are out or on the bubble. He has Texas. The first four in, playing in Dayton. Yep. So, I mean, so it's a big game uh, today for Texas, uh, to, to say the least. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's the bubble watch. I mean, we're yep. already there. I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's February, so it's, it's not that unusual. But uh, Michigan has a big game today uh, at Madison Square Garden against Rutgers. If they don't win that game, they're going to be on the bubble, uh, yeah. even though Jerry Palm has them in. So, yeah, we could talk about teams right now, sense of urgency as the as regular season winds down there in college basketball. Yeah, no, it's uh, the Musketeers had lost. Um, you know, they kept going through these losing streaks, and uh, good for them, man. Uh, pretty impressed here. Uh, and they were getting, I believe, seven or eight points as a closing line. So uh, this wow. is a big game and a big win for them, uh, big time, especially on the road. And we know on the road in uh, in college hoops, yeah, good luck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's true. That's a, I always fade, the, especially in the Big Ten, on the road, yep. fade fade the teams, uh, unless they're Michigan State. I'm not right. fading Michigan State today. Five and a half points against a beat-up Wisconsin squad, as we mentioned, Joe. So uh, outside of that game, yeah, I, I, I like to fade teams all over the, the nation yep. when they go on the road. Just struggle. College kids, 18, 19-year-olds, you know how it works. Uh, yep. It's very unusual. All right, we'll be back for hour number two at the window. Keep it locked right here on the Sports Grid. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. 
So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.